And welcome to episode 116 of the Varangian Heresy podcast. My name is Jody. I am your hostess with the mostess. And tonight, uh, for our main segment, with the release of the Imperium book for uh, 30k, All Things Imperium, uh, Sisters of Silence, uh, what are the big golden boys called? Ah, who cares? Nobody plays them anyway. Uh, you know, we're going to be looking at something specific in there. We're going to be talking assassins, assassins in the 30th millennium. and not just the you know the rules because everybody does that and that can be a bit boring. We're going to talk about fluff and everything. What you would expect from us here at the Varangian Heresy podcast. So be prepared for tangents. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but before we do that, let me introduce uh, who's with me tonight in our virtual studio on the left, because he's always on the left. Because if he isn't on the left, we don't really have a counterpoint to Freddie. Is the one, the only, the birthday boy from yesterday, the lovely Mr. Christopher. How you doing, buddy? Uh, good. Uh, here on the left, the workers will seize the means of the production. Will they? That will, uh, you know, I can hear JP's heart grow two sizes, which <laughs> is quite scary because he's already got a massive heart and we love him. So that, that could be... Hearts are bourgeois concept. Oh, oh, oh. So what, 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 what does the left grow if it doesn't grow its heart? Uh, it grows for the betterment of the people. I need, a, I, need something, I need something physical that we can actually... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I bet you'd like something physical that grows for the betterment of the people, Jody. I bet you yeah, would. Yeah, well, it's been a while, man. It's been a while. That's all I'm saying. You know, we'd all like something to grow specifically our bank balances, but hey, there's only so much we can no, do. No, I'm fine, actually. Thanks, you. Uh, thank you for the congratulations. I am fine. I'm just doing some death guard, having a lot of fun. Ooh. Well, hold on to that because we'll talk about hobby stuff in a minute, but that's awesome because I love seeing what you're doing with your death guard. They are very cool. Oh, thanks. And to the right of my right, as always, the one and the only atop is. Uh, throne that is mounted on the uh, corpses of beer cans and de- uh, dead pretzels glued together by the salty tears of his enemies. It's the one and the only Mr. Freddy. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing great. I'm actually drinking beer and painting Night Lords. So, absolutely 100% hobby mode. Uh, I'm trying to paint, but I get distracted by stupid playing Battletech. It's all Henry's fault. Yeah, but... He, yeah, I'm, I'm not even getting into that conversation. It's Henry's fault that 25 years ago you picked up Baltic the game. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, let's be honest. We all know that Freddy's got a time, uh, some sort of uh, black hole time warp thing in his, um, in his storage closet to the Games Workshop 1990-something. You, you're not allowed to judge me. Nobody's judging you. Oh, uh, I am. All the time. Are you screaming at yourself in the mirror? Exactly. You can't judge me. <laughs> well, I can. I'm the only one I love to judge myself. And that says so much about everything. Um, and we're going to leave it at that. Uh, so before we start talking about all things hobby, let me just jump in and uh, just remind you guys. I mean, if you're listening to us now, I'm sure you're listening to us or somebody that you love. But don't forget, we are available on Spotify. We're on Podbean, um, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, we're, we're all over the place, um, so you can always find podcast, us. Podcast, podcast. Podcast, podcast, and the podcast of the podcast of the podcast, and you can always find us somewhere that's convenient. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, The Varangian Heresy, 
and you can uh, join our Facebook group there. And don't forget to come and join our Discord. There's a free um, open link in our Facebook group uh, where you can join our Discord, where we chat um, hobby, we chat real life. We have regular, I think the guys want to make it twice weekly now, hobby hangout calls where we all get on the phone, on the internet phones and chat while we hobby. So that's that's lots of fun. Um, and if you've got any thoughts for us, anything you want us to chat about, you can always drop us an email um, or get hold of us via Facebook Messenger. So that's the uh, the uh, socials out of the way. I've got to ask, what, what's everybody working on tonight? As you guys are painting, um, I don't have the bandwidth to paint and herd soapy cats. So uh, let's start with Chris. What are you working on when you say Death Guard, dude? What are you doing? Right now I'm doing a heavy support squad. Uh, yesterday I finished up five of my Grave Wardens. No, Gravegar. No, shit. Death Shroud. And now I'm going to do a five-man group of uh, missile launcher guys because I did not get a memo about them not being allowed to take rad grenades for missiles anymore. After that, I'm going to do some destroyers because you can't play Death Guard without destroyers, right? It's basically in the amendment, amended constitution. I think it's part of the law, yeah, basically. Yeah. I don't think you can. If you, if you try, you fail. So you can't okay. even... And, and after that, I'm going to use the cash gift that my grandma, ma, na, Nana, if you ever hear this, Nana... I love you. I'm going to use the cash money she gave me to buy a Callus Typhon from Forge World, which I actually did earlier today. Nice. But the old one or the new one? Uh, no, no, no. Not the plastic one, for the resin one. Okay. Because that is such a nice model. Yeah, I think for think about the plastic model, that he has like a, a hunch, hunchback old model, and your one where he has like flies molded on flying out of the wazoo. Um, yeah, that's what I'm working on. I've actually got a lot of Graveguard done. No, a lot of Death Guard done lately. And yet my heart yearns for Vampire Counts, as you can hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you seem, with all due respect, mate, 100% focused on, on your, de- your Death Guard shroud um, wardens. Whatever <laughs> they're called. Yeah, those guys. The, the guys that cough a lot and, and ooze stuff. Yeah, also I bought a bunch of extra power scythes because it's just like with chain glaives or like phoenix spears, you can never have enough. Yeah, but they're actually half decent in the game, aren't they? Uh, yeah, in the game, they're really good. It's, well, there we are, then. Every time I check out the page, I always feel bad because I'm like, oh man, I'd really want this or this. And I'm like, I, sh- I head on over to the Iron Warrior section. Bro. Bro, what the fuck, man? He didn't have they to go there. They should just put the heavy weapon sprues in, like the in the Iron Warrior section. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we do live to a stereotype. That's to be fair. Um, it's not wrong, and then, uh, you know, it would be it would be nice to uh, to see some more stuff. You know, I, you know, like I'm I'm very cornered about this. Like, I want to drive my enemies weeping in front of me and hear the lamentation of women. But I'd also think it'd be kind of neat if. <laughs> Portugal just gave Iron Warriors another sculpt. Yeah. It's just, you know, common decency at this juncture. It does kind of feel like they're doing it on purpose now, I'm just saying. But um, I don't want to get too much into that, otherwise I'll get in, I'll, I'll get deep deep into the weeds, and we're not in NARM anymore, so we don't need that. He said clenching um, his fist, biting the edge of his desk. Maybe, just maybe. Well, I'm not bitter about it, but... I'm not... Well, I am bitter about it, <laughs> but we haven't got time for that. Uh, Freddy, what are you working on, my dude? I'm working on my networks. Uh, I just botch build like a master of signals out of bits and bobs. Uh, otherwise, uh, I've kind of started painting like a rhino, uh, 
Sikaran Venator, and then I have like I've done the base colors on five Cataphracti, ten Assault Squads, one uh, Assault Bike, uh, one what do they call them? The the normal squad. The spoilers. Squad. No, Terror Squad. Night Raptors. No. Like if if you keep your dudes with the close combat weapons, it's the spoilers. The spoilers. There you go. The spoilers one. So that's about it, and I'm gonna start painting the tracks of my Sikaron. Sikaron. Which version? Like the standard one, or? No, no, the Venator. Okay, cool. The the, the digital thing. Very very nice. Somebody asked me to describe the Sikaron, and I just said like laser stug. And besides that, I'm freaking trying to build a Warlord Titan, and I have been sick and then sick with the kids, so I've kind of, like, I painted and finished the head, and then I have put together the weapons. That's about it. So I'm about to do, like, the skeleton body, and then I'm thinking about starting painting the panels. As somebody who does not have the patience or skill or ability to put together a Warlord Titan or paint it, I'm just going to say, like, do or do not. There, there is no try. I don't know. Just have to bite the bullet and do it. Yeah, someone who's built them before. Good luck. Um, take, take your time. Just, just pump the Rocky Four soundtrack and get to it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> the, the problem is, I need to find like enough time in a day to just sit down and and focus on it. Can't you just yeah. have your kids do it in exchange for like Fortnite battle bucks or something? Uh, no, because they're just gonna mess it all up. <laughs> what I what I need is what I need is like maybe pay the kids in Fortnite battle box so they leave me the fuck alone. The the reason they can't do it because they're gonna mess it up is also why I'm not helping out with the Titan. <laughs> True story. Well, as you can as you can tell, everybody seems to have had a fair amount of actual hobby progress. Because uh, we do apologise that this is a, a del- not a delayed episode, but there's been a gap from our last usual episode posting because you know the real life, the plague, mechanicum type coding issues and and hardware failures basically got in the way of everything. Um, Th- that's a lie, and I love Jody for it. But basically, he's like, I'm going to England in six and a half weeks. Could you just please try and make sure that we record one episode, Christopher? I'm like, yes. But it turns out, I'm a fucking liar. No. It turns out, <laughs> no. Uh, but okay, I was trying to save everybody's face, but fair enough. Uh, that'll, that'll work. But uh, no, we are very... We're very glad to be bringing you uh, an episode tonight because we've we've not been together for a little while, and I love hearing that everybody's got hobby progress. Myself, absolutely zero hobby progress, um, and that's really bad of me. But uh, I've had other things to focus on. But uh, hopefully soon I will be. I've already started planning out the next extension of my Space Wolves list, uh, thanks to Pontus who has been um, helping out and uh, doing some 3D wizardry for me. Um, So I'm looking forward to getting all that together, uh, getting that sorted eventually. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It's like the song Pinball Wizard, except it's like Print All Wizard. Very much Print All Wizard. It's a Print All Wizard. We need that, yeah. Um, I'm I'm upset. You should just go for the fucking wolf heads. Stop, oh, yeah. stop, stop trying to make your own. Stop trying to make the army look good, innovative, and original, Jody. Just take all the wolf heads. 
Yeah, now, with all due respect, guys, I respect you. I love you as friends, but we will throw some shit down if we have to start talking about those fucking heads. Do you know oh. what, Jody? I've got I've got a molding challenge for you and Freddie, like for in in four weeks. I want you to take the seventh Ed Logan Grimner on a Santa sleigh and somehow somehow make that palatable for thirty k. Like the only rule is you have to use that base model. You don't have to use it as is. Yes, dude, that's seriously easy. That's seriously easy. Just watch me burn it. <laughs> I just put it in a furnace and melt the fucker. <laughs> just pour it, repour it. I should have had better rules. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> see specificity my man that's where it's at that is absolutely where it's at <laughs> we'll do it one step better i'll just take that santa sleigh model and then i'll put a wolf head on it and then i'll paint it and then it's done cheat that i mean that annoyingly does make it directly 30k related <laughs> oh i God. also kind of like jody's idea of just melting down the figure and using like the melted down model as a base for a new resin base Innovative. Yes, it is. I think it's it's a, it's a way forward. It's definitely a way forward. Um, actually, do you know what that reminds me of? Something we we as per usual, because not only are we hobbyists, we're we're amateur professional professional amateur podcasters. Um, even after all this time, we forgot to mention or take any pictures of our prayer tour challenges that we did for Scandus. We did. And to survive, we did. We forgot to completely do it. Uh, but to suffice it to say, everybody rocked up with a fully converted prayer tour model um, to the different things they were doing. I had my Space Wolves prayer tour. Uh, Freddie, you had your Night Lords prayer tour, if I remember rightly. That is correct. You, you did. Chris, you had what was it? You had. I had. I had an Empress Children uh, chaplain. Thank you very much. That was it. And Pele had his Night Lords dude as well. Um, the only person who did rock up was Henry, but he gets a technical exception because he was, um, what's the right word, crooked, um, because he had uh, he, he was very much not well and unable to attend. So technically, that it's a technical win for everybody, which is the best time. I believe that the proper English term is fucked over by life. Well, yeah, I was going for crooked because it's less words, but yes, you are correct. Fucked over by life in general was, um, well, that's kind of my default setting. But um, for Henry, it was a bit of a sucky one, and we're really sad he couldn't make it over. But um, he, to be fair, he would have put us all to shame, so at least we all felt like we were in the same level of okay-ish. We, we hired a Venom assassin just to inject poison into Henry. Oh, topical link. I like it. Well done, mate. Very, very nice. Um... Uh, I won, by the way. Oh, did you now? I was the only one that voted, and I voted on myself. So. No, we had a secret vote. I, I'd like to point out that I, I was the only one that got to the final round of prayer to wrestling, so uh, or the semi-finals of prayer to wrestling. So I, technically, I think that means I won. Um, let's just call it a score draw for everybody, and we'll move on. We'll do it again in the future. I, I drank with the Danes like half the night you saw how much i drank jody i did actually apparently i had corona while doing this and then i got up in the morning like an hour before most people fresh as a daisy and i helped make breakfast for people yeah but you're not natural mate i'm claiming a win on this we, we've we've established that you are the least natural person in our entire group because i mean fuck, you go to the gym on a regular basis <laughs> corona just made me it just made me angrier and healthier somehow christopher yeah. did you bring a Empress Hilton Chaplin. Yes. 
to a paint or painting competition. Yes. No, it was a conversion. It was to convert. It was a conversion contest. The model mm. contest, Freddie. Mm. It was a convert the model contest. That that's the thing. See, Freddie doesn't even know what we were doing, mate. Because <laughs> we did a a centurion model, and we did a Praetor model. We should listen back to the episodes and make sure that we actually entered the correct competition. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Freddie, tell me which episode we talked about it, and tell me the number of that episode. If you can do oh. that, I'm gonna let this go. Yeah, I'll PM you, mate. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, right before we turn this into a fight because it's already there, uh, let's let's move on. Let's move on, my boys. Freddie, which number of episodes is this? You'll see. <laughs> oh, bless. Right, okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, well, what I will say is this: um, one thing I want to remind everybody before we uh, actually move on to talking about the news is uh, we have a Patreon and. As part of that Patreon, for because we relaunched it this year, um, we have a very simple pro- premise. We're a very cheap uh, tip jar premise where basically all we ask is if you like what we're doing, you throw us a month to support the uh, upkeep and uh, ongoing running of the podcast itself. And as a thank you this year, we have uh, put together this raffle, which is uh, quite simple for every month that you joined us as a Patreon, paying Patreon member you will get a ticket entered into the raffle and that will be drawn uh, on the end of year episode, which is tradition here at the Verenging Heresy podcast. And I think last took place in February. I don't know, but we're going to try and actually do it in December, ready for the end of the year. Um, how, how much worth the prices are? And it's 4,368 crowns. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, money in the prizes there because you are worth it and we appreciate you having supported us and to continue to support us. And uh, we've got, uh, as prizes, there will be pictures actually going out on the Facebook uh, group um, and on our Facebook page, as well as Patreon itself. Uh, But we've got a full Age of Darkness box set as the grand prize. So a full uh, get yourself started with an army prize. We've got, uh, I believe, is it a pair of rhinos? Yeah, two rhinos, two sickerons, three squad, one four squad. Mark three and Mark four. Nice. So uh, if you didn't catch that, it's two Sikorans, two Rhinos, one Mark three squad, one Mark four squad, all in box, all brand new, all unopened, because it is there for you to add to whatever army you have, or hopefully maybe start a new army or become, you know, join the heresy um, with something interesting. So, yes, if you want to join now, you've still got one month. Any... Um, any any signups between uh, in the month of December will count towards one ticket. So if you jo- hear this a little bit late and think, oh, I can't be bothered, I can't do anything, if you sign up before we record the episode, which we normally record in the last week of, uh, of the year, as it's our yearly wrap-up, then uh, that will count as one ticket towards the draw. Okay, just to make that clear. Uh, not, not when we record this episode. <laughs> No, not this episode. The the last episode of the year. Please join the raffle. We just did the raffle last week. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a sneaky marketing ploy, but um, it also would be very cool. I, I mean, if if I was a long time listener, I would raise shenanigans to the fact that one of the hosts, one of you scumbags, actually won one of the prizes for the raffle this year. Well, that would only be Pella because he's the only one who's been supporting us. I mean, how low down no. sneaky. 
How so bad? Like, how can you even do that? Win something from your own charity raffle? You should all be ashamed. Yeah, disgraceful, right, Chris? Yeah. You, you can always donate the box, you know, Chris. Can't donate what you've already used, Freddy. Can't donate what you've already used. Nice. Um, I'm like Homer when he wins that 50 feet sub. I'll give it a good home. <laughs> I'm like, I've built all the Marines. The Spartan has been built. The Dread has been built. At least they're getting used. My like. dude, you have a lot of time on your hands. That's all I'm saying. Or, or an incredible hobby drive. But before we... No, I am very busy at work. Wink, wink. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, okay, so that's that's just a reminder of the Patreon uh, and Patreon raffle. Now, let's let's head on over to our virtual news desk. So spin our virtual chairs as we head on over and we talk about... Ex- exactly. We'll talk about some of the stuff that we've missed in the last few weeks because there's been a fair amount of stuff that's come out. Um, and we've got a lot to catch up on. First off, there's been a, a, a small slew of um, Legion upgrade bo- uh, sets, so I guess we should try and talk about them in order. Um, general general thoughts, gentlemen. I think we've actually already talked about these guys on the last episode, but I wanted to make sure we covered them. Night Lords. Night Lords upgrades. What do we think? We've talked about it. They're perfectly okay. I kind of miss the skull mask head. I mean, they're all skull masks are they or do you mean like the actual human skull skull? yeah but like you have you have my favorite (laughs) the skull mask goes as as same like top top of the head is a mask uh jaw and top mask is part of the head and just like jaw is part of the head my favorite one is where only like the jaw is part of the head helmet ah okay it's hard to explain like the old upgrade kit had five different variations and i have one of the favorites and that's not the one that made it into the new upgrade head Oh, shame. It's really nitpicking. I think it's cool. Like, it's it's what you want. It's Night Lords and it's a skull head. It looks perfectly fine. It's fair point. Not, not enough Batman wings, though. Yeah. Oh, you want, like, the old fur dead, the, the metal upgrade kit? Where, where everybody yeah. looks like they can fly from their head. Yes. I mean, I'm not against it. <laughs> Let's talk about the most 5 out of 10 kit ever released by Forge World. The Ultramarine upgrade headset. Oh, I was saving them for last, man. It's it's not even bad. It's just like, yes, that is indeed an Ultramarine's upgrade headset. It is, isn't it? It's just like, here's here's a Space Marine Ornith helmet with a, a U on it. Okay, thanks, Forge World. I've got to admit, I, I generally, I, I actually kind of like the fact that they've tried to at least style it a little bit. Like, they've got some extra raised edges and stuff, so it looks a bit stylized. But it is just perfectly perfectly ultramarine it is just yes that's ultramarine it's like with the death guard one it's like try and describe the inherent attributes of a death guard helmet well i guess like pickle how rebreather like some stylization they're like here is something slightly reminiscent of the siege of rack's head while simultaneously embracing the new death guard aesthetic okay thanks imagine night lord's head i guess some kind of like skull and crossbones like some scary shit here you go wow Ford, you like that now imagine an ultramarine upgrade headset okay this is exactly what i imagined and nothing else correct like it's i'm, I'm not mad it's just like yes that is that is indeed exactly what you told me it would be remember the days when their heads used to be like massive eagle faces yes so, so now so now you don't have to worry about that it's like they were like oh okay we got some feedback apparently Apparently the space wolves are too wolfy. Let's do something about that. <laughs> you only get three heads with the U on the belt. The rest are just normal. 
Well, <clears throat> Jody, you're the closest one. What do you have to say about this? Um, 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 uh, you mentioned the wolf sounds, man. I, there's nothing I can focus on now. I can't. Oh, you're just traumatized after that. You're just looking at it like, yeah, no, this looks good. Yeah, I mean, to be fair. If, if, you, if you play Ultramates, you deserve nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these, these helmets are like the average Ultramate player, devoid of any specific personality, just highly reminiscent of what it should be. Neither, neither yeah. excelling nor underperforming. It's perfect. But I, I, I don't like the bear head, though. He looks fucking constipated. Like an Ultramate should be. That stick up his ass can be used to beat a man to death. He's very angry that you didn't fill out the tax reform. Yes. He's very angry you didn't requisition the arms you need to defend your own planet with. Yeah, not in the correct way. Anyone who's ever been in any form of military situation will know what I mean when he says he's very angry that you didn't fill out the forms because you're just because you're under fire and need to defend everyone else. Fill out the damn paperwork. There is no excuse. It could be, you know, kind of big. Sad issue if you look at the Russian army performance in Ukraine. Well, let's have you have you ever met a quartermaster person who was reasonable? Well, at least they didn't sell all my shit <laughs> on the black market. It would have if they thought they could get away with it. They would have. With kind regards, somebody who helped work in the quartermaster corps. Anyway, <laughs> surprising no one. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's very much not surprising whatsoever. Uh, but no, go, go, all serious, no, the, I mean, the ultra-breed heads are ultra-breed heads. They're exactly what we expected. Um, I, I Honestly, I know it's weird. I like the, I think it was the Stern Guard heads from, from 40K with the, with the like eagle masks on the face. Um, uh, yeah, I think they're like the Honor Guards. Yeah, Honor Guard, that's it. I, I actually, um, yeah, I really like that. Um, but again, those that that would be like the epitome of the champion's head for me. Yeah, but they used to have like stern guard heads. I think you know what you mean, where they had like laurels. Yes, they had gilded laurels on it. Those looked really nice. They always invoke like the Roman patrician style that obviously Dolphins are going for. You have one laurel on the fucking bolt, dude. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Why couldn't they all get used? Like, did they fucking? <laughs> Save on the use or some shit. Yes, because the quartermaster didn't want to give them a full set of use. They didn't fill out the paperwork properly, remember? Uh, but it's it's Do you know why the bearhead is so angry? He has to go on parade. It's literally just six normal beaky heads. <laughs> no. Freddy, that quartermaster that bearhead dude has to go on the parade ground with a unit that is not perfectly, perfectly synchronized in their clothing code. No. Terrible. Speaking, I tell you what. Speaking of different looks, what about the Iron Hands ones? Because I genuinely like those. Uh, the only thing I'm a bit bit put off by is I think somebody watched Ghost in the Shell before they sculpted the sergeant head because uh, that dude looks like he's got a 30 amp plug stuck up somewhere. Yeah, he, he just needed like a, a fucking. He needed a white haired uh, crew cut. Yeah, he looks. He looks. You can't remember the name apparently, so I'm gonna help you out. He looks like Bateau perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Well, not the haircut though, because he's fucking. He's not supposed to be bald. No, like it's it's such a divisive one. I noticed you guys are having a fun time over here, so I'm gonna go in and ruin it. No, I did not like the heads. I don't know why. Like, I think it's just because I'm so madly in love with the old Mark Free upgrade kit for Iron Hands. But like, these are perfectly fine. It's just 
I like the older ones better, I guess. I think they're really divisive, these ones, because nobody's been like, yeah, they're perfectly fine. Everybody's like either loving it or like, eh, the fuck is Forge doing with it? Well the, well, the good thing with the old Mark III one is you got cybernetics and yeah. stuff, and you got that cold uh, Vexillas. Yeah, like the real cool one with like the bionic parts around it. Yeah. yeah. But oh, these are, these are perfectly fine too. Like, I'm not mad. These look good. Yeah. They're so much better than the Ultramarines ones. If you hear a faint rattling in the background, it's because Freddy asked me if I had some extra bases for the Marines I gave him. And like, I have too many bases. I can't even hold all these bases, Freddy. Well, you know, all your bases belong to us. <laughs> it's an older meme, but it checks out. You don't have any 25mm ones, do you? Round ones? <laughs> I have a box of them. Why? Uh, I could do with some. I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Sure. Ordinary ones, some extra imperialis, or uh, like beveled. Welcome to the fucking haggle podcast episode where we haggle parts with each other and we commence and we, and we make positive criticism about the Ultramarine upgrade kit. <laughs> exactly. I can't give you positive criticism. Uh, like, I have something, I don't know if we talked about this, Jody. The Death Guard Praetor set? Did we talk about that? We did, yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe, maybe I, I wasn't invested because I didn't have any intended plans for them yet. Aha, uh-huh. yeah. Well, we have talked about that, and I got—I think I managed to—we got—I got got to be sneaky enough with the Night Lords. But if we go that far back, we might as well just re-record the last couple of episodes. So let's not. Um... We're going to start a side business selling like tiny, tiny use. <laughs> you see, no, the finance my drinking habits. We can't raise that amount of money, mate. The new Freddy GoFundMe. <laughs> Hello, my name is Freddy. I drink a copious amount of beer. And he just looks at the camera. Have you ever felt the need to have a large U on your helmet? You're in luck. <laughs> and we have like some really bland music. I was like you once. I had helmets that looked perfectly shit or amazing. But they were never just bland enough. Luckily, I can help you. Here at Freddy Enterprises, we make the blandest helmets known to space marine kind. We should ask our, I'll tell you what, we'll ask our editors very nicely if they can clip that and we'll use that as a promoted spot in every episode from now on. I've got a question for you that I wrote down here. For me or for Jody? Both of you. One then the other. First Freddy, then Jody. Which legion is the Danish-speaking legion? Jody, go. Uh, I've got to say Thousand Sons. Interesting. Freddy? Because they talk in tongues. What? Mm. No. I don't know. Like the, they, they would be loyalist night lords. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Because night lords are retarded. So I assume that loyalist night lords must be double retarded. We apologize to our Danish listeners. <laughs> I guess that like... Loyalist Night Lords would use terror just to achieve their goals and like not necessitate additional cruelty. So they're just like reasonable torturers. Uh, statistically, I've done the math, and if I torture 25 people in this town, there'll be enough to spread the rumor to the next town, so I won't have to flay 55 people. No, just wondering. I would have gone with Space Wolves, but hey. That, that's why they're blue, because they're like secretly fucking sadist ultramarines. So loyalist night blows would be like half bureaucrat, half like sadists. All math. All math. 
<laughs> and all small. Uh, what did they be drinking? They they wouldn't drink water or blood. It'd be small blue or whatever that that horrible stuff is. Yeah, th- no, well, it talked like fucking. Uh... a cow. Or whatever. Anyway, let's get back. Let's get back. Focus. I apologise, editors. I really do. Um, for hell of it, man. Even floor day. That's right. I I assume that on Ostrama the on Ostrama they speak fucking Danish. That's why fucking Conrad killed them all. I don't know. Oh, good lord. Um, man, wait till you get what we have. We Ostrama. Champ, no Oh, it champ is Norwegian, I guess. But yeah, stand by the rest. The Scorpius now has a, is now a kit. Plastic Scorpius, like we must live in the be- in the grimmest and the best of timelines. <laughs> this is this is the best grim dark timeline because come on, I never thought I'd see today. Like honestly, I never thought I would see a plastic Scorpius. I'm so happy I was wrong. Me either. I'm, I'm so so happy the rules aren't as broken as they used to be. Really? Now they're just half broken. No, I mean you're happy. I would have thought that that, that was. I always love. I, I had won my Iron Warriors for like a period of about six weeks, and traded it away for something, and I never forgave myself because I I loved that. You traded away winning for something more important. I had one for my Alpha Legion, and I have one for my Word Bears. Don't leave home without it. Uh, don't if you can choose one tank for Centurion, don't choose that one because <laughs> kind of a dick move, bro. Or sis. Well, uh, to, did I trade it for something winning um, with my Iron Warriors record? No. Um, was it fun? Yes. Um, I got jet bikes out of it, so it was fun. Which aren't that bad these days. No, back then they were good. <laughs> Well, they were when I used them. <laughs> Nothing to do with tra- they were just, um, yeah, no, <laughs> they weren't as forgiving as I needed them to be for my um, lack of uh, what's that skill, uh, playing ability and skill. Yeah, two important things. Um, but um, no, I'm genuinely happy that we have the Scorpius. I think it's a brilliant addition to any army. Talking about the Scorpius, I have a question, guys. Mm-hmm. If they ever now, as they have the Rhino chassis, right? They can do all the Rhino variants. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about if they released the Demos Pattern Whirlwind? What would it look like? And how would it look differently towards like a Scorpius? Obviously, Scorpius is like the big old school role trade of the Cylons in like super size me scale. How, will the Whirlwind just be a Demos with like the box thingy on it? Or will it be like a throwback to the old Whirlwind? Do you remember the one that you built out of plastic card? You got like the blueprints and Rogue Trader, or what do you guys like? Will there be a whirlwind, and then what would it look like? I would genuinely like it to be almost a carbon copy of the old school whirlwind with the tubes, you know, with the the pointy tipped missiles on it, the old metal one. Oh, you mean like the third Ed one or the second Ed one? Yeah. The second Ed one. Went, second or third Ed. No, no, the second Ed one. Like, the third Ed where you, you went back to, like, the normal one. Like, in Rogue Trader, you had, like, it was, like, basically a shoebox with heaps of holes in it. And uh, the sec- second Ed one was, like, where you had uh, the ones that you played all those old computer games with and shit. Like, where you had a hexagon Space Marine. I think you... Didn't you paint it up for the... Um... Yeah, paint, like, yeah, exactly. There's, like, a bunch of just yeah. basically missile tubes on each arm. 
Yeah, exactly. I'll take I'll I'll take a photo of my second head one so you could put it. Yeah, they, they even have like pointy missiles, Joe. It's yeah. like Madonna's cones from the eighties. Yeah. That's an old ass reference. It is an old ass reference, but I, I would like I, honestly I would like to see that because I think it fits I think it fits the aesthetic of the heresy really well. Um, I don't like the uh, I really don't like the sort of forty K style with the big right. Industrial more. Yeah, the industrial like like um, metal covers over top where it all looks boxy and dreadnoughty and stuff like that. I'm not a fan of that. I like the 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 cylindrical launches and stuff like that. And I think that would be a cool look. I, I would actually like like an Amari launcher. Do you remember back in the day when people used to make their own whirlwinds out of like Lego pieces? Yep. <laughs> I'd want one of those just for the sheer nostalgic value. I also want the shampoo fucking. Uh... Uh, oh, the landspeeder. The deodorant landspeeder. Oh, man. No, it was a, a landspeeder. It was a grab tank. Oh, yeah. Which is great. I missed I, I, I love those. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put an assassin uh, next to my second ad fucking whirlwind, and there we go. There's the cover for the episode. Nice. I've got a question. Well, this is more of a knowledge question because. When when did the Razorback come into existence, as far as lore is concerned? Can you remember? Uh, Fluff-wise, Rogue Trader, but model-wise, it came in second edition. It came in second ed, and like the first Rogue Trader just had like a literal turret that a dude sat in. It was it was angled. Because could that make a could should that make an appearance in the Heresy? Is my question. No. Well, the pro- problem is Jagatai Khan rather is riding around while at the Terra. So I don't know. Yeah, he did actually. There's a model for that. So, yeah. But if you want to go that route, <laughs> Lehman Ross is not only the first Primark model released, he was also like roughly the size of a space marine and he rode around on a Lehman Ross tank named after him. In the first release, the Lehman Ross tank, Jody, was a specific model named after him because he kept surfing around on it. <laughs> That's just cool. That's rock and roll. I, I know we're really taking money from murdering the subject. We should probably go back to the Creed of Assassins. We will go back to uh, Assassin's Creed in a moment. I just, uh, when Freddie mentioned like you know Rhino variants, the one that always comes to mind is the um, is the Razorback for me, just because I love the I love the old um, Razorback kits where you had the the Marine sitting in the um, the you know gun turret at the top and it looked like an 80s cartoon you know it just looked like a gun thing from gi joe or something like this dude sitting up at the top with the plate in front of him and like las cannon and a, a plasma gun or whatever it was out the front or auto cannon and las gun a plasma gun it was, two, it was two plasma guns and a las cannon that's it thank you very much freddie thank you for reminding me but yes i i don't know i just would like to um i would like to see something like that made into a kit again uh, but I don't think we're going to see it in 40k. So 30k is the only uh, avenue, which makes me a bit sad. But you know, is what it is. But yes, uh, last thing we need to talk about very quickly: new exemplary battle has been released, and uh, Alpha Legion and Salamanders have gotten some love. Um, I've seen some mixed reactions. I can't say I've read through it myself yet. Chris, you have. What do you think? I like it. Like they have Cassian Drakes in there, one of the coolest Salamanders ever. 
Like he's he's a chaplain dread who wound up on Istvan and realized that Vulcan was alive and started the Promethean cult, which is mega relevant even in 40k nowadays. Uh, versus the Freety Assassins, which is, if I remember correctly, the guys that Omegan brings with him in Seven Serpent, which has one of the best turnaround twists in a short story for 40k alongside Prince of Crows. Uh, there is some rules issues, which actually Linus from Ordinaries pointed out that. Their their template leadership reducing item doesn't work the way it should because it doesn't allow you to use without going too deeply into that rabbit hole. Basically, you get a buff to some of the rules. The problem is that when the buff takes effect, it's no longer a turn in which you can use them. Uh, the Cassian Dracus models are pretty cool. They're basically like disciples of the Promethean Creed. They're uh, not really psychers, but they're pretty cool, and it harkens onward to things to come. It does bring to mind something I remember that JP covered in a recent episode. It does feel like the Forge releases are more and more turning to like a late era of the Horus Heresy, and this does reflect that, because we do know exactly when Cassian Dracus like, resurfaced, which I think was originally covered in Book 6, Retribution, and him going back to uh, Nocturne. So I think it's cool. Uh, it's I've said it before, I've gone on record. Book six is my favorite black book. So it's a fun scenario. It's actually pretty rewarding. And like the new units are like most of the units, like they're fun additions, but they're not game breaking. Seven out of ten would play for a friend. Freddy, you got any thoughts on it? Have you had a chance to have a look? Uh, sadly, the Salamanders <laughs> aren't my favorite Legion. And but I'm actually planning to paint up uh, you, so- you just said that because Magnus isn't with us anymore. You just want him to be sad and come back. No, no, no. Let's be clear, he's not dead. <laughs> no, we just miss him. Come back, Max. So, like, uh, I, I do want to paint up some supplements. I do want to paint up some Alpha Legions, but uh, considering if if they are basically almost last on my list, Space Wolves are dead last, and then it is Alpha Legions and then Salamanders. So, Fair enough. So it wasn't an exemplary battle that really tickled my groins it did not inflame your loins no that is correct well i genuinely hope i mean i love these things in general i love that they're actually putting out this is a way to put out new stuff without having to do you know multiple updates to books and stuff like that and everybody seems to be sort of vibing with it one way or another whether you're into it or not um you know at least it's it's something new and the missions are still good Extra mission is always something fun if you're looking to play something different with mates. So keep them coming, GW, please. Everything that comes out is always good. It doesn't really matter. Even though that stupid, stupid fucking interceptor and that Games Workshop doesn't even fucking know their own rules. But we're used to that. I don't get what you mean. This is the most rigorously play-tested edition of Heresy ever. That's why we don't even play with the reactions the way they ask us. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Move along, move along. Do you remember when they came out with 8th edition and said it was the most rigorously playtested edition ever? Yeah, and it was like the shortest edition ever live. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I think we all very much remember that, which is why it's, uh, yeah, quite interesting. Um, well... Yes, let's roll away from our, our invisible virtual news desk and we will roll back to our main topic. And as we said earlier, we're going to talk about assassins. Now, I don't know about you guys, 
but assassins have genuinely um, been something that I have absolutely loved in in the world of 40k, 30k. You know, the, the Warhammer world for a very long time. And I don't just mean like um, like future far space, but I, I love the um, assassins of the Skaven in Warhammer and stuff like that. I've always loved the idea of the lone uh stupid fucking dark elf assassin in in second ed. I wasn't gonna go into all of them, but yes, definitely. Uh, but basically I've always loved the idea of that that lone um that lone wolf killer kind of thing in a world of superhumans. I mean these guys are still relatively superhuman, but in you know they're still in the realm of what we can like conceivably understand we're all products yeah. of 80s action movies like there's something deeply resonating with the lone operative going deep behind enemy lines doing wet work that nobody really appreciates very much so that's actually really well put mate i appreciate that that's a good good way of putting it and i love the fact that that they've actually taken the step to not only sort of cover the existing the existing um assassins but actually expand and bring to life um, not only the extra the extra assassins that we've seen in stories, and we'll talk about that as well in a minute, but the fact that they they did a shout back to the what I still think is one of the finest models is the original assassin model, um, the guy like who looked like uh, Cobra from from GI Joe. He looked like he looked like Cobra Commander, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He looks like Snake Eyes. Get your facts straight, Freddy. He's Cobra Commander without the face shield, but he's, he is Snake Eyes. Um, but he is. That's a non sequitur because Cobra Commander without it just got turned into Snake in one of the the G.I. Joe movies. And I just now realized maybe that wasn't the point. No, it wasn't Sorry. the point at all. But, you know, I pre- actually, Joey, you must be so embarrassed about this. Yeah. Sorry about that. But, um, yeah, it's all, it, all, it all makes sense in, in what I was thinking of. But, yeah, always love that. And as you say, Chris, it does sort of tie into a lot to the 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 movies i was raised on the 80s stuff and a lot of just general fantasy sci-fi fiction and stuff like that um but i'm genuinely impressed that they're expanding on what they had originally and i like the fact that you know there are new models new rules and all that sort of stuff and this is what's a small amount of them it's like deeply encouraging because it is one of the things that for the longest of times that we have been crying out for in the community. I mean, like when they did all the Mournable books, one of the things they added was the proper, proper information about all the assassination clades. They gave us a book, Nemesis, specifically about assassins and the use thereof. And that was like, what, 12 years ago when nothing's been expanded on it? Yeah. It was like, here are a bunch of really cool gaming hooks for 15 different collegiates of assassins. Uh, yeah, we're going to sit on that for a while. Yeah. Bye, community. <laughs> At times, we will just refer to the Shadow War, the Assassin Wars, and so on. But yeah. we won't even expand on it. Yeah. And it's so fun because, like Freddie mentioned, my first exposure was being at my friend's house before I like properly got into Fancy 40K. And he just had a booklet, which was very, wasn't thick. It's like a comic book. And it's just like a screaming skull masked insane man with a Freddy Krueger hand and a gun running at you. I'm like, huh, what's this? And I remember the guy's face. He played in Bear Guard. And he just looked at him and said, like, nothing good will come out of that book. I'm like, oh, okay. So I started reading it. And it turns out that back in second ed, just fielding, <laughs> fielding an assassin was basically a microaggression. Because they were just like insanely good. 
you think they're good now, just imagine that when Eversor exploded back in the day, he was literally a vortex grenade. Oh yeah, that was that was amazing. Um, and I mean, I, I loved personally, and I'll say this straight out the gate: my favorite model was the um, was the. It's a, I don't think they've released a bad model for that one yet, um, and I really like, it. I especially like the new version that they they did with um, the Warhammer Plus app or whatever it was. Um, oh yeah, when it's like crouching in the hollowed out statue. Yeah, I, I I I just and that that just suits all my sensibilities as a player, and I absolutely love it. Uh, but just off the top, to give us some sort of kickoff point, do either of you gents have a favourite assassin particular? Uh, I'll let Freddy go first. I have one that I play the most, and then I have one that is my favorite one. And the favorite one I put it, <laughs> put in the chat, which was uh, the cover of the second Ed Codex, the one that uh, Christopher just alluded to. Ever saw. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the one that I fielded in almost all my games, all the way back, like in first, in Rogue Trader, I painted up uh, the Ninja Assassin. But I didn't feel him that much. I used him as a character back in the day when I was more role-playing than fucking miniature gaming. But then I started playing second ed. Uh, I got the Evisaur, which is the one that uh, you see on the photo. And the Akalidus Assassin. And oh my god, the Akalidus Assassin so fucking broken. <laughs> but, but I love that crazy chick so much. It was like a, a go-to in all my armies. Yeah, I mean it was a uh, yeah. I don't don't dis di, uh, don't disagree with you. It's a, it was a great model, a uh, great thing to have in armies. What about you, Chris? I had like I'm thinking that's why I'm uncharacteristically quiet. Like the one I've used the most is probably the Vindicare or the Kalidus, because with Kalidus back in Fifth Dead, when I started like playing 40k with my own army, just not like bumming off my friends' armies, then I'd use it because it could basically like imitate one of your models. And you could take away that model, and then you put it next to the unit, and you could just shoot them with a sh basically a flame template that took a leadership test. And if you failed it, you just remove the guy's no saves allowed. And then you jumped in, and you could fight them the next turn if you survived, which you usually did with a four plus uh, invulnerable save. And then you just hit them with uh, not allowing any armor saves or any invulnerable saves because it's a power weapon. No, no fucking invul saves. That was the best. Yeah. Except if you played against Necrons. But that's the thing because it was basically a katan weapon. Uh, also, I used to use the Vindicare a lot. <laughs> I tried. I bought into the internet hype machine first and last time, and I tried to use it to pop tanks because back in the day you could shoot around. It was basically like three d six armor penetration to the front, and this was fifth dead, so you had a decent chance of blowing up a lemon rust. But I never did. But like I have all of the four metal sculpts and like uh, i also have like the vinegar metal who has his head on he has his foot resting on the head of an orc skull that's my favorite vindicare assassin sculpt actually still does so i think my favorite might actually be the vindicare it, there's always a use for it isn't it like the lone sniper changing the course of history with the stroke of a bullet yep the, I mean, even Machiavelli put it back, and Sun Tzu says that like disposable operatives are the chief cause of avoiding a war. The idea that you could just easily use it. Why would it be nobler to kill ten thousand men in the field than ten men at battle? No, ten men at dinner. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's an, a super appealing idea. And, it, and also, like most of them are ninjas. One of them is just a ninja, I guess, with breasts. And the other one is like a ninja, but it's a naked dude who has like a really, really, really prolific junk. 
like David Bowie in Labyrinth prolific. Yeah, and, and Ned Flanders in his skiing suit kind of physique. Um, <laughs> Stupid, sexy Eversore. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole... The only thing that, of, the, of all that that you've just said, Chris, which I totally agree with, is that it does also feel slightly weird bringing a one-man army to a game-based in army of armies, so actually having them on the battlefield. Um, however, that very much goes out of the way when you realize they're cool models and very cool rules. I have some really fond memories from, like, 7th edition, mm-hmm. when you could, again, after, like, 5th edition's Demon Hunters... Uh, and then later on, Grey Knights, like you could field <laughs> assassins however you wanted in any configuration, as long as you had like one of every assassin for formation, which was a thing, you know, remember formations and yeah. the damage they wrought to the uh-huh. system. And then you could just bring like eight assassins, and I think that was like 2,700 points. And it's also like fun to see people like trying to medalist. Oh, yeah, like I be- always beat Eldar or Terranets with like my assassin list. And then you're like, if you play a normal army, you just come in like, okay, so you bring how many assassins you want, and I'm just going to start putting like gray knights on the table and tell me when when we're on equal points levels. And they always had like their fucking... It's so beautiful. It's like seeing somebody trying to like fence with a rapier against a guy driving up in a Panther 4 because you're like, okay, so like my Vinicius are over here and they're going to like snipe your sergeants and simultaneously like my Eversaur is going to charge you out in the open, vaulting over all these sandbags. And then my Calidus is actually your other sergeant. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you kill 18 dudes. And now I'm going to use my actual battle tank to blow that building into smithereens. Uh, I'm going to run over your insane screaming madman while he explodes into a bomb. And then I'm going to turn around and stab that psycho chick to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just fun. Assassins are a super appealing concept, and I'm glad they're in here. Uh, one thing that we have discovered rules why so far is that basically the rules say that and I think this is future-proofing, like we talked about before, Jody. Uh, if you have one of these can take up um, a slot, yeah. but they don't take up a force orc. But if it does say loyalist in profile, you have to be playing a loyalist army. And uh, we did double check each and every one of the assassins is a loyalist. Yeah. Uh, so we started spitballing. And I'm just going to throw this out there before somebody takes it. Ideas for traitor assassins. And I would really like to see a lodge style or amateur psyker guy psychic assassin that Freddy Krueger's into people's dreams and just attacks them, uh, which I guess game-wise would be a poison and leadership attacking character. That could possibly remove, reduce stats. You, you guys remember the cult, like the assassin cult models you could have like for the for Demon Hunter or the Inquisitor codex yes. back in the day? They had like two swords up in the air yeah, and they had yeah. bondage gear. And you had like for Inquisitor, which is sad no one plays that game. So... Why, like, what I would like to see is lesser assassins, as in not the mega ones that you explained that we see in the codex, but like more, like, let, if these are the praetors of assassins, I would like to see some of the centurions of assassins, and they they could have like hmm. uh, smaller missions, different objectives that aren't really tied into like I will kill the planetary governor or Horus, and then the war ends. I'd like to see, like, the preparatory crew. Have, have you guys seen uh, Nikita, like the Luc Besson movie? Yeah. yeah. You know how, like, Nikita has an entire organization because they're like, we're going to put you up in this room with your boyfriend and there's going to be, like, in the sink and in the bathroom and the kitchen, there's going to be a sniper rifle in 15 points. Yeah. 
and then they have like an entire room of flunkies whose entire job is like clean out the apartment or like make sure that she has an MP44 or they just make sure that there's a car or something. Like maybe 20 dudes are like lesser assassins or something. And their entire function is just basically making sure that it's easier for your assassin to escape or like prepare. They're basically sweepers. So I'd like to see that too. I'd be interested to see how that could actually physically work in the game though. Uh, like you know, like having an inquisitor, but also then having some stormtroopers. Okay, so they'd be a support squad on the on the field in some shape or form. Yeah, they'd be like a support squad who has like a clear purpose. Uh, maybe like the assassin gets bonus points if it survives the entire game, or like if it uh, escapes a certain area of the board, like the old knight errant special rules. I would like to have like operatives that have like uh, like they could have assassins. They they could have different like submissions sort of like we tried on like the the way we did in at scandis where we had like agents uh sort of like how come there are not any agents in the game like sub operatives like you you're supposed to kill let's say you're supposed to kill uh not the praetor but you're supposed to kill like the master of signals or you're supposed to kill yeah like a specialist officer or what the fuck or you're, like, you're supposed to, sort of like tactical objective, you're supposed to plant a device at objective number three. Uh-huh. Okay, well, so this is, to bring it back, so this would be, this could be interesting to see for the, um, like, evil war mastery, traitor side assassins, you know, the, the more of an operative-based style, because I think that would actually suit them as much as anything else. Yeah, sort of like uh, make make sure you bring down leadership. Like if they do something, they can bring down the leadership for that thing. Or like so. And they should all be like distinctly different from Alpha Legion, because <laughs> I guess Horus has like a legion for that as well. Yeah. Or does he? Well, someone does. Well, here's something I a, a while back because I don't want to get too far off from the, all the new stuff that's been released. But um, if we're going to take on that conversation quickly. A while back, I, I sat down. I had the idea to try and come up with our own version for, for the Rajin Heresy, our own version of counterparts to the assassins that existed. And the one that I really enjoyed was the, the Vindicare counterpart that I came up with. Um, and he's he, the idea of this guy was, or girl, don't matter either way, um, it, was a, it was a sniper. Um, but the idea wasn't specifically to take out high targets. They were there to take out um, lower-level officers, so sergeants, that sort of stuff in, in, in game. And they were doing it with effectively... Because if you remember, the old Vindicare assassin, as you mentioned before, Chris, he had different ammunition types, so he could take on tanks and yep. shields and stuff like that. Well, it would follow the same thing, but this particular assassin would effectively have like um, a one of the shots would be like a deflagration shot. So you hit, you take, if you take out your target, obviously it jumps, but it keeps jumping until it fails. And then the unit takes a leadership test with a negative for the number of... Like a coruscating shot. Yeah, it's, a fear, it's meant to be a fear-inducing shot. So it's like Sarge is down, Bud's down, you know, you know, Poncho's down, Billy's down, if you want to go with the whole 80s reference. You know, and then suddenly whoever's left goes, what the fuck just hit us, kind of thing. Um, Neural toxin shock. That's the name of the rule now. Neural toxin shock. So there would be like some sort of uh, morale thing. Like you said, like yeah. one, minus one morale for it. But that for a pinning test. <gasps> for Jody, do you know what we should be able to like buy that guy? 
you should be able to give him like a one-off Panzer Faust, but instead of like a Panzer Faust, it fires like those little green uh, uh, bead shit from the rock. Yeah. So they can have like a one-off like the poison missile that keeps spreading. You mean phosphorex beads? No, like uh, gas beads. Yes, but no, but yes. <laughs> but the virus beads. Now that you're listening to this insane cacophony, dear listener, this is how we do our ideas. Yeah. We just throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. But no, in all seriousness, it was just I just like the idea of something that wasn't as powerful, but something that had more of a um, something that felt like it fitted more in its kind of process. Um, and the other one, the other thing I wanted to do for this guy, because this is something I loved, and it's, I'm going to Nemesis, because we're going to talk about that as well at some point, is in that book, the Vindicare assassin um, basically slaves up a LAS cannon to his rifle. And yes. he breaks the shield, and then the LAS cannon goes off. Well, I wanted to do the same thing for this particular guy. It was a, would be a points upgrade, and you could choose the weapon... Just like a tank barrel, effectively, you could choose the the, the weapon that would be um, uh, effectively being shot at him. Um, and if what well, you, so, you could have anything from like you have like auto cannon, las cannon, um, long range volkite, something along those lines. But you you buy them as an upgrade. Do you, do you know what I'm actually missing in this book from Nemesis? I'd really like like the computer nerd it, assassin. It's there. The techno assassin is the latest one released. Yeah. yeah, but I want it, I want to be nerdier, like less less uh, obviously combat related, more just like a buffing assassin. Okay, hang on, let's, before we get too drawn out from that. For your traitor assassin thingy, dude, how about this, you shoot, like if you shoot at a vehicle, or like a dreadnought or whatever, and you do like this uh, scrap code thingy, and you control that lace cannon, like for a sponsor or whatever. Mm. Maybe. And you, get to shoot that, and you get to shoot that one as well. Mm. That would be a very interesting idea. I like the sound. But I mean, I, I just like the idea of having something that was supplemented. It wasn't all about the the guy's gun or the polymorph abilities. It was just something that you could do um, as an additional and you could sort of tailor it a bit more because um, that seemed to feel a little bit more, well, he's been able or they've been able to find a salvaged LAS cannon or um, you know, auto cannon or something they've jerry-rigged for one shot. And that's it. It's a one-shot use. Um, but I think... On-site acquisitions. Basically, yeah. But I think what we what hopefully we'll see is more more demonic stuff. Yeah, how about, like, they do demonic possessions or, or stuff like that? Like, they... Guys, I'm loving this, and we should definitely write this down, but I fear that we're veering a bit too far off. It's amazing. It's like I'm trying to actually curtail this towards a direction. Yes. Um... <laughs> but no, it's it's all good ideas. But I think, um, yeah, I think I think demonic is the way that they would go. Like you say, Freddie, like possession, uh, you know, polymorph, something along those lines. Demon infestation would be an interesting one. Uh, I think there's lots of ways for them to take the potential um, traitorous assassins, as they've alluded to. With them. Yeah, I think we're going to get like a hedge mage <laughs> who later on just becomes like a demon during the fight. Like the old uh, possessed psyker from Rax. That would be very, very cool. To be fair, just like you can buy like uh, a shamed gaggle of like amateur sorcerers or whatever you want to call it, and like if one of them fails a psychic test because you use them as a psychic battery, they just become a demon. And like they get really good combat stats, but they're really fragile too. 
I always like that from Rex. How about you had like a, a, a like a fucking summoner that if you kill enough dudes in close combat, eventually the but you can't issue challenges. And if you kill enough normal dudes in that combat with your retinue and your summoner, and then it turns the sergeant into a fucking minor demon or some shit. <laughs> yeah, hell, do like with the Luprikai. Have the option to sacrifice your own. Well, yeah. I think I think we've got a lot to look forward to what they might potentially come up with. Um, but let's let's actually get back in track, as Chris says, because we're, we're very good at doing this, um, going off down rabbit holes, because we've all got ideas. I'm not good at being the voice of reason. Don't make me do it again. I'm not. I'm part- I am a leaf on the wind. See me soar. If you let me talk, I'll try and be the voice of reason. Love you. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, let's, let's, let's talk about Assassins in 30k because, um, like we said, we've got rules for, for two new uh, clades of Assassins plus a shout back to the original and the existing four. But let's talk about Assassins themselves. Um, now, we do have, uh, was it Exodus? Is the name of the book? Nemesis. Yeah. No, Nemesis. 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 We have that as an actual... Exodus is the assassin, guys, so close enough. Yeah, we have ex- uh, Nemesis as an actual law piece, but if you actually... If you listen throughout the stories, the, there are lots of talk about assassins and the use of clandestine methods. And I think one of the more interesting things is that when they talk about the master of assassins is the fact that it's Malkador. He is the the head dude of dudes um, above all clades, which is different to when we come into 40k, because if my memory serves me correctly, and Freddie, please correct me if I'm wrong, um, the the heads of each particular clade um, the assassins rather than one master of assassins. Am I right? Uh, I think that you have a head of assassins for each clade, but you do still have one master of assassins, which is like one of the high lords. Yeah, I, I know what Jody's talking about. Uh, the guy <laughs> who founded the sister battle, Gog Van de Meyer, took over the Imperial Palace at one instance, and before that, the theocratic union, like the church part of the Imperium, used to run all the assassin temples. Uh, but when the Imperial Fist had to come to Terra to sort his shit out, he has basically released an entire room full of Eversword assassins at them. And that's when the Imperium decided that maybe, just maybe, we don't let the insane Orthodox Church run all the assassin clades. So yes, after that, there's like one, there's a representative from every clade, but there's also one master of assassin. So you're actually both correct. Yeah, so which is like their own entity, not like uh, bind to any of the factions. Yeah, not like in 30k, and I think like the implication is that Magdor is very obviously like the steel fist in the silk glove. Like he has to go around and talking like, oh, oh, Dorn, I remember when uh, your father and I built this palace, and he has to give some important life lesson and walk away. But also like, uh, now I want you to arrange a strike team and wipe out this village of innocent civilians because if you don't, they're going to become demonically possessed, and horse going to get it in. Okay. Oh, Sanguinous, I do remember playing chess with your father. Because like he's the only person the Emperor can trust enough as another part of himself to run all of the assassins. To quote Kanye West, the Satan anti-Semite, no, ma- no one man should have all that power. And only, I think, only Malkador is like, trusted with it. Nobody else can order around assassins, right? I think Dorn tries to do it, and they're like, no, sorry, man. I think so. <laughs> no. It's very interesting that... I, think, I find it interesting that just in general, that it does, they don't get mentioned more 
directly and openly in the fluff or the use of them maybe in in the story but there has to be intention right like malkador is using them all the time yeah he's referring to it all like all the time in in the heaps of books like in the shadow war books and uh, he he keeps referring to this uh, clandestine war going on with assassins and shit so because that's the conclusion they come to at the end of nemesis right yeah because just they send people to assassin horse and they send like one of every clade and at the end the emperor's like yeah well i guess we both knew that wasn't going to work out makador so please don't do it again it just makes him more ready for whatever trick we have and then horse is like hey Aximand, uh madagurst don't send assassins after the emperor anymore when i beat him i wanted to be seen that i was the one doing it because they try sending an assassin after the emperor too and it doesn't quite work out yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I like what I've seen, but I would have liked to have seen a bit more in the stories. Is what I'm saying. I mean, Nemesis was really interesting as a story. I yeah. genuinely enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, even I think it is actually Davidica that actually survives and pops up in another book um, further down the line. But um, I, I do like that they they use it well enough that it gives you a point of view on. Um, on the the different takes on some of these assassins, I love the description of the Eversaw. I really do. I mean, he's just like, I'm going to go fuck up a marine because I want to see if I can do it. Basically, it's it's so good because, like, in the Siege of Rax books that I'm rereading right now, like the Vindicator is the only assassin that they use because they're like, well, we need a reliable one, <laughs> and he actually gets out. And then, unfortunately, it's beaten to death by an angry mob. But they did release a series of books for, again, 7th edition. I think it was like Raukan and another one, in which you basically they murdered uh, the Tau Space Pope. This is when they released the 7th edition, like uh, Assassinorum Conclave formation shit. And like they sent one of every assassin against the Tau. And then you can read it from their perspective. And like like you said, the Vindicate, like the Eversaur is just like incoherently rage filled every time and just fit. It has an encoded message. Like, this is what you're going to do. But the way it goes there is entirely up to it. And they just strap whatever weapon they can to this insane psychotic person they've given every possible enhancement they can come up with. Yeah. I mean, I. I... I just love I love the idea of learning more, and I know they're they're, they're clandestine and quiet and all this stuff. But just just as a as a fan, I would love to just learn more about what they do. Even even something inside the process of deciding, you know, like maybe a conversation between Malkador and somebody about deciding who goes where and why would have been extremely interesting. I think the problem is uh, with like the the kind of like the Shadow War uh, short stories and the Nemesis book is that they kind of start and finish the entire quote unquote Assassin Wars, so it, it it's kind of wrapped up. So you don't get more stuff going on there. So yeah, I know. Um, I think that that's what's. I mean, the, the, yeah, it's, it's Assassin Wars between against the heads. You know, not going after the Emperor, not going after Horus, I get that, but everybody else, you know, like Chris said, there's there's lots of there's lots of potential of different characters who could have been sought after and, and attempted to be killed. I mean, could you imagine someone trying to go after Well it's been alluded to like in heaps of books that they are 
heaps of like planetary governors, uh, you know, um, Adeptus Mechanicus dudes uh, getting assassinated and shit. So obviously it's, it's been going on, but with with the that's kind of the sad part with Nemesis books. It's kind of ends with like, okay, no more assassins. But you don't really know if it's no more assassin for everyone or just no more assassins for Horus and the Emperor. Yeah, exactly. And that that's I don't know, I guess I would have liked just an expansion on that, maybe. Just the ability to say to sort of have Malkador go, I don't know, operative whatever, you know, we're not going after Horus, but you know, we need to go after one of the other Primarchs maybe. Or you know, a particular field commander because I've seen he's been seen to have great effectiveness or something. Um, yeah. And we don't want him at terror. All that that there was potential for more, um, and I would have liked to have seen a, maybe another, even just a short story. And if I've missed it, if any of our listeners have, have got a short story or anything that involves something like that, and I've missed it, please let me know. I mean, you know, usually more than Alpha Legion. But yeah, yeah it, well, yeah, it does, which is a bit a bit of a shame as well because I, I love the Alpha Legion, but I I would like to have seen, um, you know, just assassin specific because you go to um, oh god, what's it called? I'm gonna, uh, I'm an uh, Iron Warriors player and I can't remember the name of the book. Talon, um, you know, there are assassins and operatives in play there, and that's really good. Uh, expanding on that would have been interesting as well. I think it's because the, the only problems we've seen uh, in the books, like you said, is always them going after the big shit. We need, we need to see, like, it would be nice to have, like, a book with just the bread and butter stuff, like, oh, killed Planetary Governor X, mm-hmm. uh, killed fucking, you know, Cohort Commander Y, walked around a moon, fucking took out the facility, did this shit. Almost on the level of, like, Gaunt's Ghost kind of thing, that level of character interaction where you're you know you've got your trooper levels and everything and then you've got yeah that sort of level would be more interesting yeah because you would like anything that could be tied to the game because i assume that these the assassins that you feel in the game even though some of the rules are broken hashtag spoilers (laughs) uh it it is uh like, you wouldn't see the fucking Clan Vindicare assassin for 125 points that they sent to kill Horus in a fucking game. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Why, yeah. why is he there? What, what's the point of him being there? Like, mm-hmm. I love the fluff, but, like, seriously, the fluff in the book is, like, one page. And then you explain all the rules for the assassins. Mm. Yeah. And then you have the rule book, which is another page. There's actually one pretty notable, notable thing about assassins we haven't mentioned, and I can, I have to bring it up because Pell isn't here. Uh, and this, I guess, technically it's Sunder, the Sundering. But do you remember which particular Primarch has a very fate-written intervention with an assassin? Uh, fucking Conrad. Cursey boy. Conrad Curse murdered by a Caldus assassin. Apparently. Because it's still the, the joy of that bit of writing is the camera goes off just before they make contact, actual physical contact with Conrad, but you never get the whole. Con- you sort of get confirmation, but not exactly. That's what she said. Exactly. It's not R. Kelly's video. You're right. It's not like 100% bang, bang the truth. But like, yeah. But still, it should be mentioned. Mm. Oh, it should do. 
And I, 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 yeah. I would want to read the short story where like Angron gets into Paired Palace and some like low level assassin was like, haha, I have you now, my Primarch. I should release a room full of Eversource. And it's like, I'm so angry right now. And he's like, oh, this is nice. Exercise before. I need a warm up. Yeah. Because he's a fucking demon by then. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the best part, Freddy. Well, speaking of, speaking of rules, and, and uh, actually, Freddy, you gave a pretty succinct talk about exactly what the book is like as far as information. So it's not very heavily fluffy. Um, it's a little bit of description about them, which is nice. Uh, and then we've got the rules for them. Um, if memory serves, like I've been saying, is there is, and I've got to get the, bring it up, but Chris, you can do it quicker than I can. There's seven assassins we've got in here. Is that right? Seven. Seven. Um, and rather than go through... I'm going to double check right now, but yeah. I don't, don't want to go through all the rules specifically because that can be extremely boring. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about each one of them and your thoughts on what they are now compared to what they we've seen of them in the past, rules-wise at least. So the Vindicare Assassin, I mean, he is, he is the shooty dude. He is, you know, your ballistic skill guru um and he's got his uh exodus rifle um i'm a little sad that there are multiple ammunition types it's never gonna play on a fucking 100 inch table but yeah uh. i mean yeah i mean no, nobody's re- very unlikely that you'll play on anything that isn't isn't 72 inches point to point but um or even a little bit bigger but Still, it's nice to say that they basically said he can shoot anything he wants with this weapon. Um, I am kind of sad that the the different ammunition types aren't available anymore. Uh, just because I always thought that was a cool thing. He is not like too super. Like uh, he is definitely like a throwback to the like. Obviously, he doesn't have the t- typical ammunition. He had different ammunitions all the way back to fucking second ed. Mm-hmm. And the fun part is he had different ammunitions for his pistol as well. Yeah. But now the thing, the thing with him is, I'm reading the rules right now. I'm sorry. Apparently he's not affected. He's one of the few things I've seen in the game that's not affected by night fighting. None of the special rules that affect or modify the limited range and to hit rolls. So like, ostensibly, if you have night fighting, he can still shoot anything anywhere in whatever he wants, and nobody else in the game can do that. Night lords, but awesome. If you play against a thousand sounds players who are really struggling just with night fighting, you could just snipe their leaders, which means that they are now doing psychic powers without any protection in the STD-filled world of the warp. That is true. Sorry, Freddy, you were in the middle of something there, Freddy. No, no, no. Uh, I don't think he's too overpowerful, and even though he would snipe, like, you have six rounds, he shoots six shoot shots. He can kill six dudes. So hopefully there will be good dudes because he needs to shoot 125 points of dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not. He is a sniper from Sniper Island. He is. He will snipe your dudes from wherever. And like almost all the assassins, they're not extremely physically strong or tough or very durable. They've only got a couple of wounds, but they are very hard to hit. Um, or at least that's the idea of them. Uh, because they got, and I think we should mention this off the top, um, they've got a, what was it, tactical displacement, their special, their advanced reaction. And Chris, you, you told me about this one earlier. 
Yeah, like if you get shot, they can make a special reaction where they move twice their initiative. And if you now move out of range of the weapon, like a last cannon, or out of sight, which is pretty good on <laughs> a terrain dense fields, it's just a single dude, then they don't get to shoot at anything else. So like you have movement seven base, somebody shoots at you, you have initiative five usually, you move 10 inches behind a pillar or something, you can still move forward seven. Just jump from cover to cover. That's that's very useful. And that, that applies to all of them. Yep. Uh, just the same way they all have 4 plus armor save, 4 plus invulnerable save. Which we know is that fucking alpha spell when turn one, like the one assassin went from one board to the other side of the board. Like, boom! Yeah, let's let's like bring that up. Uh, should we just bring up the Calidus assassin immediately, Jody? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about them in order, at least. We'll, we'll get to them. Uh, I just want to channel Freddy's rage and, and like righteous indignation. It's always good fuel for a talk about rules. We'll get there. We'll get there. Then we've got the the Calexus assassin, which I, I I always like. I like the the model for the Calexus assassin. Yeah, the model has always been super cool. Yeah, yeah, and it like the ethereal skull helmet. Yeah, it it always reminds me slightly of like the pilot helmet from Alien. Yes, I can see that. No navigator helmet. I see what you mean there, but yeah, definitely. In a good way. In an actual good way. Uh, yeah, but this is this is your um, this is your anti-psycho guy basically, um, and this this one was was always interesting. I always like. I never really saw it got get used a lot um, in the games that I played when it was back during the you know 40k when it was out. Um, but... No one fucking feel this bad boy for a second. I did. You did. For second, Ed. I feel the Calexus. Because right. my friend, my friend played Eldar since 1991. Oh, good lord! Yeah, you probably need him. So, like back in the day, the way it worked was you got to shoot a special gun that was based in seventh edition. It was based on the number of like, if you remember, magic dice or like warp charges. Mm-hmm. So, like you could choose, I think, strength seven, strength eight like AP2 shots depending on how many cycles are on the field and like if you're close enough to them you just ruin their leadership and you can just instant death them with his magic gun the trick was keeping him alive enough to fuck up somebody's like seer's council or something mm. uh, it was also hilariously like hilariously disruptive if you face somebody who did a Tyranid army because the Tyranid army back in the day was basically like necromancers with the big monsters being large psychic conduits so you threw this guy in and it's like, I eat your psychic powers and shoot you with it. And you can't hide behind anything because technically they're not a swarm. And then you kill their, their like general, whatever. And the army just had to use their basic rules, which was hide or run or shoot. Yeah. So it's very finicky, very specialist, which should be, but it's also like hilarious. See, now this is why I like, I mean, they've got it now with the, like we talked about the, the special gun. It's a, a template weapon or gun i should say it's not really a the gun it's the it's the sort of like drain effect that he has the blood. i like the capital g you put in there it is the gun it is it's like his head gun his head gun his big head boom it's amazing it's his fucking pms that he sends into everyone else his tetsu from akira he just blows up people's heads exactly pretty much but it's it's nicely it's nicely set um i love that it's a force weapon because then suddenly he becomes very useful against demons, um, especially. I love that he's good in close combat now. It's not bad. I mean, it's a standard stat line. He, but... he has four, four weapon skill, four strength, four 
AP2, melee, flashbane, reaping blow attacks. That means he can just punch a demon to death. Uh, the problem, problem is the weapon skills. He, he's not going to hit that much. Yeah, he's rocking weapon skill four. So that is correct. He's going to struggle a bit there, but I get what you're saying. I mean, you kind of want to use it. I guess you'd want to use it as the, the template first and then follow up. Kind of no, but he has sidecast grenades. So he lowers some, doesn't that mean he lowers their weapon skill to one? Yeah, you're asking me to remember a rule. Well done, mate. Um, well, I don't think sidecast grenades lower the weapon skill to one. Let's see, Psy Shock. Let, let me check out what it is. Maybe that's the old, that might be the fifth dead rule I'm thinking uh, about. Yeah, I think because you're thinking about concussive or whatever when you lower the weapon, weapon skill. Yeah, I think I'm thinking about like fifth ed psych out grenades because that's the last time we used this guy. I'm going to check the rule. No, you, you check the rule. Well, it, it's against fucking Thousand Suns and shit. He's, he's good, but yeah. He he's not really something that you run by yourself. He needs to be there to to help help out instead of just trying to kill shit by himself. Yeah, you know he he's not like they're they're one hundred twenty five points, right? Like he he's not super super fucking uh, overpowered, mm. and he's fluffy, which I like. And you know yeah. what? This is I would love to see some building some sort of mission around him in something like Zone Mortalis. That would yeah. be interesting. It's um, actually one thing that I really miss mm-hmm. uh, from Second Ed, Ed Ed or uh, when they did like the Codex Assassins for Third Ed and so on. I actually miss that you don't have any additional missions if you pick an assassin. But you get no fucking side missions, no extra objectives, no nothing. Yeah, a bit like the Tyrant uh, used to have. Yeah, like it's so fucking boring. Like, okay, if you kill, let's say, uh, if the opponent has a Psyker and it's oh. your fucking main Psyker dude, bam, you score an additional victory point. Anything to make why the fuck this assassin, whoever you pick, rocked up to this specific battlefield. Like, it has no fucking impact to the actual mission or game. There is no, there's no little square that says, like, in the mission, play it against, bloody, bloody, bloody. Like, yeah. even for the Raven Guards, special, like, uh, decapitation strike, it says, like, oh, if you kill a independent character, you get some bonuses. But, no, like, nothing. It's retarded. Okay, so, are you guys ready? Yes, go on, sorry, mate, yeah. Yes. Yeah. shock is, if you go into a unit and <laughs> you punch someone, they have to do a parasol warp. Oh, wow. You just have to hit them. You don't have to wound them. That's fun. Against Thousand Sons. <laughs> yeah. Get some yeah. fucking Sisters of Silence, this guy, and then... Yeah, fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, not fun for them. Um, okay, well, let's move on from that, because I generally, I think, it, general feeling, awesome. awesome. They're all awesome, but, you know, he can be a lot of fun. Now, this one is... Good guy, fun times. Yeah, good guy, fun times. Uh, a Calidus assassin. Played Calidus assassin. Now, this one, again, really great model. The original model I really liked. All-time favorite. If you know who Lady Deadpool is, perfect model for a Lady Deadpool figure. Just saying. Um, but, yeah, this one this one is something. Lady Deadpool? Yeah, Lady Deadpool. Uh, no, I'm kidding. This one is... Um, 
this one's this one's a bit more interesting. We we found a couple of things related to this one, and we're not sure if we've over talked ourselves into this or, or not. But no, we haven't. General, general, no, like honor honor those who should be honored. Like the retarded Chris, Christian rocked up this weekend when we were playing Christian Olaf, and like he taught us why this thing has just hilariously broken rules. Okay, well, the, just general thoughts on the Cladus assassin. You guys, first of all. And, and this shit's whack, bro. This is why you need a fucking ice cream machine to fucking soothe soothe your fucking ass when you play Son Metallus and all your opponents bring this fucking die. That's, that's why. No, like, okay, so wait, wait, wait. We should give the listeners like some honest context. Okay, sorry. Okay, so, okay, it's like this. It's like this. Okay, the Calidus Assassin has a special rule. It used to be that the Calidus Assassin could just jump out of a unit mm. and like shoot something with a little Yes, polymorphine. Hmm. Now, instead, the Clay Caldus Assassin has the following rule. That retarded Chaos Space Marine rule from three and a half ed, where you can't fucking target anyone, anything. Yes, Freddy. Just let me read. A unit, a unit composed entirely of models with polymorphine may not be targeted for shooting attack, charge, or reaction of any kind by any unit as long as the unit polymorphine has made, not made a shooting attack at any point in this battle. Once the unit model with polymorphine has made a shooting attack, included during a reaction, then polymorphine has no further effect. Now, <laughs> also, you get reroll seizing the initiative, which you know, like, hey, for 125 points, why not? Uh, this is supposed to be offput by the fact that you have a weapon, which is basically a template uh, with rending 5 plus that rolls against leadership. Why would you even shoot it? <laughs> However, the thing is, as Christian pointed out, uh, if you run into combat and you beat the shit out of someone with your strength 3 AP1 5 plus rending phase shift, which on sixes allow no invulnerable saves or feel no pains or damage regain of any kind. Uh, you do that with your weapon skill 5, uh, your 5 attacks on the charge, and then you're sweeping advance somebody because you have initiative 6. Uh, then you keep doing this. You keep attacking people, and no one can target you. No one can look at you. Nobody can move away from you in the reaction phase because, fun fact, you move faster than a space marine. You are a bike. You're untargetable. You cannot be hurt. Much like a younger sibling participating in a pillow fight while the parents look at every older sibling involved, you may do nothing but feel pain and smugness. Mm-hmm. And as Jody pointed out, it gets worse in Son Mortalis because, yes, you could just kill everyone, but what you could also do is stand perfectly still in the middle of a corridor. In a fucking nightclub doorman. Yeah, nobody can get past you because they can't come within one inch of you and like no dread has a base big enough to move around anything and uh, sorry we we're full inside sorry you're too drunk yeah move around no around us going to start firing but i mean if you think about it it's, it it still applies and i'd like to be shot down on this so please shoot me down Jody, they also have infiltrate and scout on. I know, it. I know, but what I was going to say was you could use this. It doesn't just apply to ZM. Oh, oh, is that the only entrance to this big room and corridor? Yeah, <laughs> it's not even that. It's if you've got it on an open battlefield and you've got something that a, a narrow enough pass, this thing can stop a rhino. This thing can stop a super heavy. This thing can just stand in a fucking ent- just between two hills and go. If you can't get past me, you can't get past me. 
and I'm not shooting at you. Okay, so me and Jody, me and Jody tried to come up with a couple of ideas, and like legitimately, the best idea I could come up with is one of the following two things. The first one is that you take some veterans and you get a fucking termite drill, yep. and then you can come up wherever you want. The problem is, I think it's initiative test to survive getting hit by a fucking mega drill, so it's gonna survive. Plan B was what I call the Tom and Jerry plan. You land on Anvil's Dreadclaw. Finally, we know what Dreadclaws are good for, Jody. They tried to sandbag us in the beginning, but we're not mad. No, no, they're mad. You land the Dreadclaw on the fucking... Oh, God, I've become Wiley Coyote. Yep. You land the Dreadclaw on the Assassin, and you have to do 2d6 automatic hits. So, yeah, so basically, potentially, you've got... You've potentially for 125 points outside of uh, a very nasty, stabby um, killer. You've got a walking roadblock. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess what you could also do is just like drive up with a transport and surround it with like basic bitch tactical marines because if you make a circle around it, it can't move. Which is great, and that's awesome. But it, it suddenly it just feels like game me needs to me needs to and this is not what we're about but we found it we thought it was hilarious and we wanted to shit for it um, and if anybody can point out otherwise how wrong we are please do because i would like to very much feel that it was um yeah that that wasn't the case um anyway editor could we have the benny hill music over the previous part yeah, maybe if we're lucky. Um, My lord, Kurt, we need to infiltrate the remainder of this facility to take out the loyalists. No, I do not wish to proceed into this room. It is too spoopy. <laughs> yeah, it's a spoopy. I, I want to see Magnus and Stone Mortalis, and somebody's just like, I bought an assassin. Magnus is standing still for the rest of this game. Uh, the anti-Vori defense. I see what we call it now. Yes. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Let's get, because we've got a few of these we want to get through them. Um, the Eversaur assassin. He mad. He he. Yeah. This dude is rage personified and is so rock and roll. Um, Lol, you mad though? Yeah. Um, I I miss the fact that he's not. Uh, as far as I can tell, he's not still a walking um, vortex grenade. But you know, no, he needs to explode like more furiously. Yeah, he needs to go off like a small sun, basically. Um, yeah, now it's just like AP free flesh pain. Which isn't bad. But it's also a flame type, so I guess that like salamanders don't really feel that pain. I don't know. It, it, it feels like a rhino explodes more these days. So, yeah. It does. Um, and I know that might seem a bit bit weird, but it just, it was one of the things I loved about him that basically he got, he would get so angry and eventually his systems would just implode into that of effectively a small star. Um, which was kind of cool. Do you know what's kind of interesting with this guy, Jody? What's that, bud? Sorry, I interrupted no, you. Cool. Finish. No, Doesn't no, it's good. Me. I was literally just going to say he 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 is a modern modern personification of a Karen with uh, with reaching her final potential. But yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, speaking of rules shenanigans, like this guy has pinning on his needle gun now. Oh. So like with ballistic skill four. He can shoot someone, and then if they fail the pinning test, he just gets to run in and beat the shit out of him. Awesome. Um, pistol. Uh, unfortunately, like, the needle pistol is, for some reason, it's poison free plus. Yay, but it's also AP brackets. Uh, yeah. But I guess with pinning, you just have to hit them, right? You need to wound them. them. You don't have to, like... Yeah, you need to force a pinning test, so they need an unsuccessful wound, successfully safe wound on there, I believe. Um, or at least they need to 
yeah, whatever it is, it shows, shows how much I've read the rules recently. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's still good. I mean, you know, he's he's got di- lots of different fun little rules like frozen, uh, friend zone rage, friend zone. friend zone. That's it, friend zone. <laughs> Sorry, um, friend zone rage. Um, I just friend zoned you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> story of my life, mate. Um, but uh, no, he's still cool. The model is as fucking awesome as ever. Uh, I mean, you know, angry skull head on top of. Um, basically armored up Ned Flanders with a power sword. You know. It's really cool 80s aesthetic though. It is, isn't it? It's pretty fucking metal. You know what we need to do? Oh dear. At, uh, at Lincoln or Scanners, we need to get like equal amount of points of these dudes plus 10% versus uh, Angron. <laughs> That'd be fun. That would be hilarious. In like a Somatalic big matchup. Yeah, why can't I move forward? I'm not shooting you. <laughs> you know what? That might actually be a fun thing just to involve people who don't usually play like 40k. That would be hilarious. Just like, hey, do you want to come into a room? Just you control this insane assassin. Now guide them through this entire room filled with militia towards the Primarch. Test your luck. That would be fun, actually. Uh, but is there much more to say? About- step right up, step right up. Is there much more- yeah, some Primarchs. Is there much more to say about the Eversaur assassin apart from the fact he is. He looks awesome. His rules are okay, um, but yeah, he—I just think he's missing his his poof, uh, his boom. He's gonna come coming to a battlefield close to you. Yes, too. literally. He should not be fucking loyalist only. Yeah, no. It should have like a point that says "give zero fucks" <laughs> and then joins anyone. Jody, I want to take Clade in Montoya. Oh God. His name is Adamus Assassin. You killed his father, not prepared to die. Man with five hands, five fingers on your hands. Man with five hands, that would be clan. <laughs> yes, five hands. Clade Adamus Assassin, this is one of the new ones. It's the dueling one. Like, that's the best thing I give you. He has a Nemsai Blade and he just find Blaster and he has Fleet too. So, you know, hey, he can move 16 inches. He's a fast boy. This is the new ninja model, by the way. This is a very cool model. So, like, yeah, he hits on um, strength five with weapon skill five. But wait, there's more. When he's a challenge, like if he's fighting somebody like a Primarch or like Sigismund or Genisha Kroll, he can increase his weapon skill and initiative to whatever the opponent has for challenge. Uh, he must always, however, issue challenges. So like just 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 fight Empress Children. We're super cocky. Mm-hmm. We probably get decapitated. Uh, Whenever he fights, you can choose to trade all of your attacks for a special attack, which is Strength 2, AP 1, Melee, Unwieldly, Flesh Bane, Murder Strike 2+. So, like, you just have to wound on a 2, and if you get a 2, it's Instant Death, AP 1. It's good times. Good times. Like, high risk, high reward. This is the assassin. You can take out pretty much any first captain you want, except for, I guess, Sigismund and Abaddon? Maybe. Because they have, like, uh, I think Sigismund has Eternal Warrior and Abaddon has, like, what is it, Saved by Dark Fates or whatever it's called? Mm-hmm. His ordinary sword is Strength 5, AP 3, Rending 5+. Plus. And they also have, like, a combi weapon. You can shoot both weapons all the time. Uh, the other one is also Poison and Pinning. It's just, it's just a neat model with a very, very specific use. Hello? He runs in and tries to like duel someone to the death, ninja style. Well, he uh, is... I need to just get a fucking John Wick model in 28 mil and I just... 
I mean, he is. This is the assassin's assassin. He's kind of the, you know, you guys are all uncouth. I just go up and duel them to death. Um, I think he's amazing. I love the fact that it's a, it's a direct shout back to the original, um, like the original assassin model that we talked about earlier. Um, and the model is he out? The model, I believe so. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, but he's a he's a gorgeous model. Um, and again, as sort of like a nod, not to the past, but bringing it up to the present, I like it. Um, he's actually one I would like to run at some point. Uh, don't think it would fit with my space horse, but I would like to, to have him at some point. Um, he is like back in- I can definitely see the space wolves like patting his back, going like, You did pretty well for a human one. We'll show you the next one. I have some mead, and we'll show you how to duel a night lord. And it's like, uh, guys, I'm here to do a very specific job. I'm not paid to fraternize. We will kill you unless you drink the mead. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Just give me the mead, whatever it is. <laughs> if they could catch him. Um, sorry, Freddie, you, you were about to say something. It, it's good that he's in there because back in the day when there was ever only one assassin, uh, he was kind of doing a little bit of everything. And they kept that in there, which is kind of cool because yeah. obviously they split whatever his skills had into those four different assassins we got later on, and now we have even more assassins. So, And speaking of more assassins, let's move on to one of the newer one, the next newer one, which is the Venom assassin, or Ven- Venium or whatever it is. The Venium. Venereal. It makes you sick. <laughs> That's a venial joke, sorry. Mm-hmm. He makes you sick and then you die. This is the one you take against the average uh, Death Guard. Uh, the, the only legion that's immune to flesh pain? Yeah. Uh, no, like, I don't know what to say about this guy. Uh, I think he's pretty cool. Uh, Poor gal. I, I like uh, the background. Unfortunately, they don't fluff around much about the background, but in the book Nemesis, mm-hmm. we do hear, like, when they're talking about he's mixing different poisons and he's, like, uh, being all artistic about his different poison styles and shit. Uh, they kind of brought out a little bit. He's not super OP, I think. He's not very. I mean, he's very situational. Like he's useless against Mechanicum. <laughs> he's, yeah. I don't really know. Like it's a cool model, cool concept, but very situational. I mean, he's. I, I like it. It's interesting that he's got. Um, he's got the like. The Mew, um, Radphage, special rule, anything else that affects toughness characteristics um, feels very... Sorry, Guy. Uh, I have to unexpectedly depart. Thank you for a lovely chat. Okay, bud, you go. We'll finish this off. Uh, but yeah, Freddy, he's got um, he's got the, the whole, like, not affected by Rad stuff, which is nice, because it, it fits. Um but- it's normally one of the things like my big problems is that if you yourself is like kick ass on poisons or whatever and or or the opposite way, it it seems that you are always fucking affected by the shit yourself. Yeah. Or or if you don't you're not affected by the shit yourself. You're really bad at using the shit. So so I like how they actually thought that through this time and, and thought like, well, okay, this guy, he, what, he, he, he fucking mixed cocktails that are super poisonous for fun. Maybe he should be a bit more immune to them. Yeah, yeah very much so. And I, I, like, 
I actually really, out of all his weapons, I really like that he's got this specific dagger hook fang. Um, and you mentioned it earlier. I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's quite, it's quite nice because it's AP3, strength user, uh, poison 3 plus, but it's the, ven- uh, the venom or venom, basically. Uh, yeah. That he, if you take an unsaved wound, one or more from this, then the controlling player must roll at the D6 at the beginning of every battle turn for the remainder of the battle. On a 5+, plus, this, the model suffers a wound um, which, from which there is no saves of any kind may be taken. Uh, yeah. And if it suffers one or more unsaved wounds, uh, a weapon with this rule is considered to be destroyed for the purposes of mission so you really are taking somebody out, basically. Um, yeah. And the only thing that really prevents that is um, Eternal Warrior um, when it comes to the victory. But the one thing I'm missing here, like, <laughs> remember Static Card, fucking Virus Pump? Why don't we have any, like, Flesh Bane, uh, I mean, like, World Eater Virus Microscopes, like, uh, Virus Bomb? Like, he should have some sort of fucking virus grenade virus mine or or some shit where he can remotely detonate something nasty or like yeah. a one-time use uh fucking yeah, missile thing yeah something i mean i get it i really do um or there's a grenade like the, the globe it's like that old scaling globe it only works against charges like he, he should have he should have something that he could actually use against uh, like a range like a bomb thing Almost, almost, and not exactly, but almost like a fox, phosphex grenade or something. Uh, yeah. Something that he can he can yeet effectively, uh, even if it's only six or eight inches. But yeah, it would make sense that he's more of the 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 mad poisoner. Sort of like a fucking like a, you remember the old school phosphex grenade where they had like the crawling death thing. So yeah. you had like a, a fucking virus thing that kept spreading, or like that old uh, relic weapon, mm-hmm. where you, you needle gun thingy that just kept like infecting people. Yep. I mean, I it mean, would be you, cool, like if he, he could spread things somehow. I'd be something I'd be interested in, and this is going a little off topic, but it does fit. Would be like have a grenade which you can throw. But um, like three inch template, really nasty. Next turn, five inch template, not so nasty. Last turn, seven inch template, barely affecting anybody, but there's a potential. And then it's gone. So it goes like from flesh pain two plus to like uh, five plus or some shit. Yeah, five plus, and then it's just strength two, two, five, whatever on the last roll or whatever, and then it dissipates. But maybe yeah. one, of, one of those a game. Something like that could be interesting, um, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It would be nice to see more of a more options. I mean, he has got the um, toxin toxin or toxin ejector. Sorry, um, again, strength five, AP four, assault one, poison three plus, rending. It's a template. It, it just, I don't know. I think it's between you and me. I think we 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 still have the good old memories of the old. Uh, Skaven dudes, you know, lobbing globes and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, where we come in there. And then we've got one more to talk about, one more to have a look at um, as far as rules and stuff. Yep. That is the the Infosite Assassin. The nerd, nerd dude. Yeah. Now, first of all, this model is fucking awesome. 
Yeah. I genuinely like this. I mean, I like all the models. I've said that so many times already. But I um, I really, really like this model. Um, it's got just the right feel for the, the techie side of it uh, that I quite like. Um, now, I have to say, as Chris has had to jump off, I'm not overly up on the rules. Do you know this one very well, or...? Yeah, uh, the thing is, like, I don't really like it. It is kind of like anti-mechanicum, anti-vehicle dreadnought sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I kind of miss uh, in his rules, as we're not going to go over the rules so much, uh, is I miss uh, how, like, in, in the Nemesis book and stuff, how the nerdy tech... Um, assassin took over stuff. Yeah. And you, you can't really like haywire all the sides and damaging like automatas and vehicles and stuff that's all cool and shit, but I miss, like it, it would be pretty cool if you could kind of like, you know, how, how in the book, like they crack codes, get into computer systems and do stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it would be awesome if you could somehow, somehow kind of, kind of like take over stuff. Yep. Yep. I, I, I believe... that, right now it's it's kind of more like a, a fucking master of signals on drugs that is a bit anti tacky anti vehicle mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yep. Yep. No, I get you with that. But it seems like if, if you're an assassin, you should kind of. Like like we said before, like it would be awesome if you could take over a dreadnought or an automata to go in and kill that character that you're supposed to kill or whatnot. And sort of like let let's say like a, a, a opposite cortex controller that that you kind of you have to fight the leadership versus whoever is controlling the automata yeah. uh, with your cortex controller to take it over and shit. I I just feel like. Compared to the other ones, the other assassins are pretty cool and easy, and I think they just kind of lost the plot a little bit with this one and exactly figuring out what it was supposed to do. Because now yeah. it's just more like a support assassin instead of an assassin assassin. Yeah, it feels like it's missing just one thing to make it awesome. I mean, it's not bad, but one thing to make it be really like, yeah, that that's fucking cool. Um I mean, I was just while you were talking there, I was just thinking what could have been interesting if you want to call it, let, let's call it a, a hack, maybe, you know, like a hack attack. Oh, God, that sounds so 80s and 90s. Uh, but basically, having, um, you know, you want to take, if you want to overtake something that has a cortex, so you need, you know, basically something robotic, um, you have to make, you have to pass a leadership test within a certain range. But that leadership test is affected by a negative of one for every net. So if you want to go after something big, um, that's maybe like a, th- a single Thanatar, it's minus one to a leadership of 10. But if you want to go to a unit after a unit of, say, Thalax, which may be three or five, it's going to be a lot harder because you've got a lot more cortexes to, to sort of hack into. Yeah. But then you're only able to do one. My, my one thing would be you're only able to do one action at that point. Either move, shoot, or charge in your opponent's next phase. So you, they, you can only do one thing. He can't do anything else, but he only gets to do one thing in the next turn. And you, or, or your turn immediately or something like that. 
But as soon as you hack it, you get to do one thing with it. No, it kind of has that for the interloper, but but it's like killing a little bit of automatas left, right, and center, not taking them over. Yeah. Uh, because it's an assassin. Because if you if you look at the interloper, basically it's just what you said. Like within twelve model, twelve inches, you do the leadership thingy and you do some wounds still automatas, but. It's it's not like if you fail it, you take wounds yourself, which is terrible. But but the thing is, like an assassin is is you decapitating the head of a force. Let's say this is going to be your anti mechanicum assassin, the one that kills the fucking head honcho of the mechanicum. Yeah. But you don't really have any of the weapons required to do that. And if you don't have the weapons, well, maybe you should use the automatis against. The person, because I'm saying, like, let's send in this fucking Venus assassin to kill out the the fucking uh, fabricated general Mars. How the fuck are you going to do that? By killing his automata bodyguard and then shooting a fucking data spike that won't fucking kill him because there's no fucking special, like, no instant death or no nothing like the other assassin has a way of actually killing characters. This assassin kills no characters. It kills a lot of fucking automatas. Yeah. Which is weird. That's why I'm thinking, like, they, they should have somehow made this character possible to kill another character, if that makes sense. It does. It does make sense. And I realized that I may have just rambled with an idea that's very close to what they have already. But, uh, <laughs> that's all right. yeah. So I told you I didn't read the I hadn't read the rule on it, and I just came up with what they kind of came up with, but just a different spin. Yeah. Well, I understand. Like that, that makes sense, but it still needs somehow. Because uh, if if we remember the books and what they do when they do all these hackings and shit, mm-hmm. uh, he is still there, like in the book, to kill the fucking war master. Technically, yeah. How the fuck would this character kill the war master? Like even with lucky dice roll, it would not happen. Because you have no fucking. You don't need, first of all, you have no AP two weapon. You don't have any special ability to like. Let's say you had like a cool thing, you did a leadership test and you fucked up the, the Terminator armor or something. We made him hit punch himself with a power fist. I don't know. Like, there is no way you can do anything with this. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it feels like, like I said, it feels like it's missing something to make it. Um, an assassin. <laughs> a, yeah, an assassin. And a, and a better cho- a, a choice. Something you need to think about taking. This is super fun if you play against Mechanicum. It's like 125 points to to do like yeah, random wounds to yeah. to Mechanicum units, but you know it is not fucking. There's no way this guy walks into and fights with a uh, with like uh, the Mechanicum Lord. What about like keep forgetting? Archmagus. Oh, yeah, no, there's no way he's facing up against an Archmagus directly. On an an abeyance and winning. So, what assassin do you use? Well, you send the fucking Kalashis because you can't kill it. (laughs) You know, and block that door. But I'm just saying, like, the assassins should be able to at least kill a not super buffed Praetor character. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. I mean, overall, because I'm just conscious of how how we how long we've tangented it during this episode already. How how would you rate? You know, if you gave the assassins a one overall score, 
what would what would you give them and what what would you do to make them to make them not viable because that's the wrong word but to to bring them into fold the Varangian the Varangian <laughs> fold yeah the Varangian fold I think that's a good way of putting it bring them into the Varangian mm-hmm. fold how what would you do for them actually there, there's only two assassins that I think are not really like tasteful mm-hmm. and obviously that's a calidus cla- and that stupid thing I would say like after that assassin assaulted something you could everyone can fucking shoot at it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's retarded. Uh, I would probably give the the one we just talked about some sort of buff against characters, at least something to kill them. Like, fuck, just give them some inventive uh, hacking paragon blade or something. So they do have a chance of killing a character because it's retarded not to. And make that funky, like you, you hit him uh, on leadership or whatever, just to... You can write that fluffily to make it work. But yeah. the thing that I miss the most, and which I went on about in the beginning, is that remember when we made fucking, uh, not assassins, but Eighteen. agents for our scandal, for our scandal event? Yeah, well, oh yeah, when we did the team event back there. Yeah, and all those agents' missions. Yes. The fucking assassins needs to have, like... Why would you just rock up with a Vindicare assassin to a battlefield? Why, why, why are you there? Are you there to kill the Praetor? Are you there to kill the Master of Signals? Why, why are you there? What's your fucking purpose of being there? Why did they bother putting a Vindicare assassin in your force to do something? Yeah. It is not hard to write up six like we did. Like, yep. literally took an afternoon and a six-pack of beer to write up six balanced, fun, incisive, interesting missions for assassins. Yeah. And you just fucking roll them before a mission. I don't care. Or, or just make them make six missions, like one per assassin. If you have a Kalexis assassin, you get bloody, bloody, bloody if you kill someone that has a psyker, or if you kill the person with the highest leadership, or whatever. Like, just make it up. Yeah. Give them a target, basically, more than just a give. Give rather than just having them there as an additional force. Yeah, like the Vindicare assassin, you gain an like additional uh, point for slaying the warlord. You get one point for killing a something that's classed as a support officer. Fucking something, like make it meaningful. Yeah, give give him a purpose, basically. Yeah, and it will make it so much more fun as well. Yeah, because you will have it when you play. You will actually have a narrative story in that game. Let's say I have my fucking uh, Vindicare assassin. Bam! You rock up with your force of uh, Iron Warriors. You have uh, a fucking siege breaker, and you're there for the fucking siege of Terra. Obviously, my Vindicare assassin is there is to take out your siege breaker, which is leading this assault on this section of the wall. I get like a secret bonus mission for that. Mm-hmm. And if I kill him, I do something. Like, it's meaningful. It becomes a story. It becomes the story of the Vindicare assassin versus the Siegebreaker. It could also be the Calidus assassin versus the Praetor, or, like, whatever, you know. The Rogue Psyker versus, you know. Yeah, no, I like it. Or the Tech, tech, tech Marine against that crazy nerdy one. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be fair. It will be, um, be a good reason for us to have uh, to do a series of cards for them. 
<laughs> I know. I've all, like in my head whilst this book dropped, I already saw so many potentials about these assassins and <laughs> and having like caveats that you will have. Uh, the loyalists will have a, a pool of assassins that they can, like the generals can lend out, and they will have different missions that they score for campaign points. And the traitors will have like their like uh, agents, because we won't call them assassins, because apparently the traitors don't have assassins. Mm -hmm. uh, and they will have a certain set of missions that they can hand out that pool of agents, and they're supposed to solve them up and to give campaign points. Like, there's so many potentials here. But none of it is provided with the rules. Like, all that shit will make up ourselves. Yeah. But the first FAQ is fucking Kaladis. It is retarded. No, you can't be a fucking doorman. <laughs> and no, I agree with you. If you, if you, if by, if if you're as a fucking infantryman, you've seen three squads in front of you die in close combat against something that you can't see. You may or may not think, as in the Predator movie, that there might be someone out there trying to fucking kill you. So you start shooting into the forest. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, we've all seen um, we've all seen the predator clear out. Let's be fair; that's what we do. <laughs> that's what the fuck I would do. I would shoot like a fucking madman into that shit until it starts connecting to something, mm -hmm. and then I will start shooting at where it's connecting. Yep. Because <laughs> blood doesn't fucking polymorph, right? <laughs> so. As far as we know, it doesn't. I mean, it's it. it, it there is there is. There is potential to to make them better, um, yeah. To make them more um, in fit the aesthetic of an assassin and be more individual, but also more um, more integral to a game. I would love to see the the one thing that we worked on, and then I put a hold on that for the whole two point release. Is I would love to see Games Workshop actually releasing like uh, servants of the M M Imperium, mm -hmm. as in not just, because the Warmaster would use him as, a, as in astro-telepath, like all navigators and so on, like all those dudes again that the loyalist and the traitors can use that actually have stuff to do that are like the main kind of like below Space Marine stuff that actually run the Imperium and everyday life that are like essential bureaucrats or essential... Basically, the Astro Telepath is, is like the Comstar of the 41st millennium or 31st millennium. So like all these stuff, NPCs, so to speak, that we can add into mission, like they have stats and rules so we can add it into the narrative gaming. That would be fucking amazing. That would be. And hopefully we'll be adding that in ourselves. Well, I know we will, because it's what we do. Well, I guess we'll have to unbrush that old project then and start doing that. Yep, <laughs> most definitely. They did, like, they did release a navigator model, so it would be, mm -hmm. where's the rules for that again? And, and it would be awesome to have like pilots, uh, like standard NPC, like a booklet of NPCs that you can start in. Yeah. Random characters that just takes up a four slot just for because people like to paint them and do whatever. And yeah, because it's all living out our eighties, eighties and nineties fantasies. So let's do that as well. Yeah, get the fucking gang together. <laughs> like yeah, you have a, a night pilot. You have the, the you remember all the Thunderbolt uh, yep. pilot. 
that they released Forge World. Yeah. yeah, the Navigator. Yeah, you have like the guy that they did for Black Reach that ran around with that fucking uh, was it like Jean Seed? Yeah. Suitcase. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that one. Yeah, <laughs> that one would be brilliant as well. Yeah, they were also awesome. Like to have them. Yeah, your little dirty dozen, basically. Yeah. That would be very, very cool. Well, I mean, like I said, overall rating for the Assassins, I think it's a clear 7 out of 10 for me. Maybe a, maybe closer to an 8, because I like a lot of the models. But I think, you know, there's a, there's a, big, there's a big jump for potential here that they, they could, have, could have seized from the start. The, the models are fucking stunning. I, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't care about the models. Like, the models are top-notch. They just needed to fucking read the rules before they printed them. That is the only problem. But but other but what they've done like the caveat like 125 points for everything. Mm-hmm. How, how do they even? Some of these are worth the 125 points. Some of these are like, why the fuck would you spend 125 points for this? No, yeah. I mean I get why they've just tried to standardize it and make it easier. But I would love to have a little bit more background, at least waste. A full page of fluff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not a half a page. Yeah, well we're always about more fluff, so we can't we can't really uh I can't really argue with you on that one. It would have been nice to see more. And again, Nemesis, great book, nice little call ups here and there. Um Talon, really fun to see different uses of assassins in that one as well. Would have loved to have seen one more story like solely focused on assassins personally. Um if I had any sort of skill, I might even try and have a go at one myself, but I don't, so I'm not even going to premise myself as a uh, that. If you, if you like comics, you should get, like, if you d- didn't uh, subscribe to the good old days when they actually had, like, a comic magazine, mm-hmm. you should get, like, the obvious tactics. Because then we had the good old Calidus assassin playing around with the Blood Angels. Pretty good. Ah, uh-huh, cool. I have to look into that one. I haven't, I haven't seen that one myself. So polymorphs from a Death Guard, classic stuff. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, it's all good stuff, my man. It's all good stuff. That's the important part. I think, even though it's a bit again, apologies, it's been a bit of a rambly episode. That's for sure. But thank you very much for listening to us tonight as we've talked about assassins and caught up on everything. We we hopefully won't miss an episode again. It'd be nice to keep this going on a regular basis. Um, just a shout to remind you guys of the Patreon raffle. Um, all the details again at the beginning of the episode. Uh, big shout out, thank you to our editors for having to put up with us on this episode. Because um, God knows they, they they need the patience and the coffee and the um, the everything they use to get through our episodes. Thank you to you guys for listening. Um, no listeners questions this week but we are coming back with it for our next episode because we enjoyed really enjoyed doing listeners questions last time um, so look out for a post which will go up on our main Facebook page asking for your questions again um, and who knows we'll, we'll see what we come up with for our next episode and we look forward to uh, to chatting to you guys about it you got any thoughts or anything you want to bring up at the end here Freddie? It's just good to be back and fucking stay tuned and stay updated because I keep getting uh, private messages Mm-hmm. On, on Messenger. Just keep updated on our Facebook page. We promise we will have all the information for next year's event series coming up there. Don't worry about it. There will be heresy next year. It will be bigger, harder, better than ever. 
Yeah. And stay tuned for our uh, what we should we say like swag swagaton or getting swag on the side. Yep. Thingy. There'll be there'll be lots of developments coming in the new year. Basically, we've got a lot of stuff planned. We're really buckling down after this last year to make sure that we deliver a really good uh, series of events next year. We want to try and up our game and offer as much as we can to you guys as listeners and for those who actually attend, we're able to attend in um, in person to our gaming events. So you'll be able to to rep and rock the Regent Heresy a bit next year as well, which is going to be very cool. Otherwise, I think it's going to be very easy. I'm going to say it's a good night from me. And me. And Chris, even though he had to disappear halfway through. And remember, guys, treat life like 30K. Be angry in the streets, be full grim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy Podcast, signing off. And here is something you can't understand.